And y'all got to believe that what you are going through is not in vain. <laughs> you may not fully understand it, but I, I need you to know. I need you to know that it's not meaningless. Just like in that, when I was saying in the beginning, God, I, we may not understand your plan. We may not know the end goal of what you are trying to do. But God, if you just help me, if you just help me with this race, you just help me weather the storm on today. I know by and by when I see you on that great day, I will have all the understanding that I need. But right now, I just need the church to know. That God is good. <laughs> and those words are resonating like these little, as we say, these church cliches or these little sayings that we, they are resonating more and more in my life. And I understand why the old folks, because I ain't old yet, why the old folks would say certain things. Hallelujah. That by and by, that when I see him one day, as my pastor would say, when she's when she's sitting on the banks of the river and she's talking to Jesus, she's going to ask him all of those questions that we have while we are here. But but while we are here, I need y'all to know that God is good. So as I begin to meditate on that knowing and understanding, I got to let y'all let y'all know that knowing is referring to a, a distinct fact. If you know that God is real and you know and you believe that is a distinct fact, right? You know that there is a God. You know that Jesus Christ came and saved your life. That is a knowing. You may not understand why he saved your little ragged soul, but you know he did it, right? So understanding is an active thing. It is describing the ability to analyze and place those facts in context. To form a big picture. So as I say, we may not understand the grandeur of the, of the thing, the big picture. Hallelujah. But you know that God has something in plan, planned for your life. Because everybody should know, because we, we are too focused on God, what is my purpose? So we know that God has something for our life. We know that he's trying to do something with us. So at times we may not yet understand the big picture, but I do know this. In James 3 and 17, it says, and this is the NLT version, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. I'm telling y'all what, what I know. That the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving. Gentle at all times and, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and it is always sincere. So that is who I know God to be. And because that is who I know him to be, and because we were made in his image, that is who I am trying my best to be. I am trying my best to be pure. Hallelujah. I am trying to be peace-loving. I am trying to put others before myself. I am yielding to others. Hallelujah. 
So I know that the wisdom, all wisdom that we need comes from above. So within being wise, this is the, this is the thing that I need y'all to know. When, when being wise, there is something called long-suffering. Hallelujah. Long-suffering. So at times as I began to meditate on that thing, long-suffering, God kind of switched it up on me. Because a lot of times we think about that word long-suffering, and we, we're like, oh, man, I've been long-suffering with, with, with my, my husband for a long time, or I've been long-suffering with this saint or this person for a long time. But God is saying long-suffering, we can confuse long-suffering with others, but long-suffering is first about Christ. If y'all got to realize, if every single thing goes back to the Savior, y'all got to know that all this stuff for the the fruits of the Spirit, the things that we be so concerned about right here on this earth, thinking about it's about me and you, first know it's first about you and Christ. Christ is saying on today, are you able to long suffer with me? I'm doing it with you. We get so tired in our well-doing. We get so, so, so anxious that we want it not like God to show up now or to do something now. But long-suffering means long-tempered. It means patience. Being able to withhold rash and impulsive reactions. (laughs) When being able to withhold your rash and impulsive reactions, being able to wait patiently on the Lord, being able to be content with where you are and not ready to jump to the next thing because you're tired of waiting. God is saying, slow down and suffer, long suffer with me. Be patient with me. I've been patient from the beginning of time. If you want to learn how to be your best with others, You got to learn how to be your best with me first. And that is where we are skipping steps. We forget about him, that he should always come first in every relationship. He should be first. Before you even think about a husband or a wife or the relationship with your sisters and brothers, he should be first. Am I doing it right first with God? Because if I'm not doing it right first with him, I'm going to mess something up. You're going to get it wrong. So get it right with him first. As my missionary said, go back and do that thing he first told you to do. Do that right first. Hallelujah. You will never be able to be full or complete unless you are first completely one with him. Trust in him and being patient. You cannot say you are gentle, kind, humble, Loving, able to endure until you are those things first with God. You can't do it. You're going to mess some stuff up. You're going to end up going back to those same things that you used to do. If you're saying I'm working on my patience with my child, are you first patient with God? Because if you're not patient, then you're just going to get angry. You're going to get out of pocket. You're going to get out of character. Because you're going to just say, oh, that, that wasn't me. You know, that person going to make me get out of character. Nobody should make you get out of character. Hallelujah. Nobody. 
You shouldn't say they, they rolled something up in me. Nobody should make you do that if you first connected with God. Because then the Holy Ghost should kick in and stop you. Because the Holy Ghost going to say, no, sisters, calm down. Your tone. Hallelujah. But we think living this, this pure life is so hard. We think it's so hard because our relationship with Christ is jacked up. Hallelujah. But we don't want to admit that. We too sanctified to say I met like my relationship with God and all that. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Will you endure the trials of this life to see the glory in the next? Will you endure what you are going through now so that you can see God? So that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor? Hallelujah, Jesus. Stop trying to put a time limit on God and just live for him, period. Stop trying to put a time limit on him. Your story is his story. He already lived it for you. He already knows. He already did it. He came, done, he came and, and, and done it and nailed it. He lived it for you. Now just say yes and amen. Stop thinking the waves are bigger than God. Learn this way of getting. Learn how to ride the wave. And when I said at the beginning, God is trying to teach y'all some stuff. Because I'm, I'm about to give y'all some quick and easy steps for you to follow. Amen. How to do, how do you, how do you perfect, perfect riding the wave? So now after I finish giving y'all th- these, these little tools, y'all gonna think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slick surfer. Y'all gonna think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> because God is good. It's like how he dropped this in my spirit. I praise him for it. So how you perfect riding the wave. Let me teach you how to surf. Let's go to the beach on today. Learning to surf is challenging. So as I began to study this thing, because I, I, you know, one, one day I want to get out there on, on these little, on these boards. And I want to try to ride away. I want to try to surf. So, <laughs> so as I go through and finish with my, my sermon on today, learning to surf, I began to dive in and think about riding the wave. Because a lot of times we allow the circumstances of our lives to crush us. And I know when, when stuff, when, and, and, and I know, because I'm preaching to some people that can't swim. So I, think about it. I'm preaching to some people right now that can't swim. So when you out there and those waves begin to hit you, when life begins to tackle you, take you, like, those things coming left and right. Because when one way it comes, the next one, you think you're getting up, but the next one coming. And you can't swim. What are you going to do? Hmm. So learning how to surf can be really challenging. Just like life. 
But anytime you want to be great at something, you got to work it. Anytime you have any sport or anything in life, you got to work at that thing so that you can that you so that you can perfect it so that you can be the goat. Right? You got to work at it. So I get confused I get confused sometimes because we can take so much of our time to work on this stuff, this man-made stuff, but we take little time to work on our relationship with God. To be the goat with him. To make to be the greatest of all time, to to build our endurance, to build our strength, to be great. But we'll go to somebody's job and try to get all these accolades, all of these awards, all of this stuff, but we ain't got nothing when it comes to Christ. We losing. We losing. Hallelujah. So why does he has to get our leftovers? That bothers me. Why do God have to get our leftovers? We should be, we should be sitting, even if we on the bench, we should be looking at him like, God, put me in. Put me in. We should always be looking at God to do something. Even if we have to patiently wait, we, we should be eager and ready to play the game. We should be ready to learn. When we go to practice, we, we should be ready to do our best for God. Hallelujah. Because he is worthy of our first fruits. He is worthy of our best sacrifice. He is worthy of everything. Learning to catch a wave requires a great deal of effort. It requires a great deal of perseverance, passion. Because when you when you out there doing something, you know, you got to love what you do or you ain't going to do it to the best of your ability. So if you don't have a passion for Christ, you're not going to do it to the best of your ability. So if you don't love him to the depths of your soul, you're not going to have the passion to give him your best. You're not going to have the endurance or the perseverance to go through that stuff because you don't really have the passion or the patience. And this should be applied to life when you face trials. God is trying to teach you how to ride this wave. It's much easier to surf if you're physically fit. Now I'm giving y'all, I'm giving y'all little bullets now. When you when you get out there, you're ready to surf. So when your brain should be connecting this surfing to life. So when I'm giving y'all this stuff, think about your life on today. It's much easier, it's much, much easier to surf if you are physically fit. It is much easier to endure when you have spirit, when you are spiritually fit. If you are lacking in that area, you will drown. You will feel like you are constantly being attacked. You will constantly be, be, be playing the blame game because you yourself can't take it. So you want somebody else to come in and, and take it for you want to blame. You want to push that on somebody else. Not being spiritually fit will drain your energy quickly. You won't have enough endurance to sustain you. You won't even be able to stand up on the board. Every time you try to, your legs will start wobbling and you're going to fall. You won't even be strong enough to stand if you are not physically fit. 
in Christ. The next thing you have to have, you have to have a good balance. So when I think about the balance now, now it's talking about because when you're surfing, when you're out there on the water, you have to pop up and down. You have to pop up and down. I got a skirt. So you got to jump up and down constantly on this board because you are learning how to surf. So if you don't have the balance that you need when you stand up on that board, you're going to constantly wobble and you're going to fall. So you will be less likely to hurt yourself if you have a balance. Having a balance of faith and works will protect you from working in vain. It will protect you from hurting yourself or being a busybody in Christ. Having a balance will help you with your expectations. Your expectations will drown you. You will be able to balance what really matters when you are going through. And the answer is always Jesus. Always Jesus. So I need y'all to understand when it comes to having a good balance, having that, that faith and that works, it always points back to Jesus. So when somebody gives you the answer, it's Jesus, believe them. Because that is the balance that will keep you from swaying. So when your, when your thing starts getting off, you will know, well, let me check my Jesus to see what my tank is saying. So a good coach can speed up the process. A good coach can help you through this journey. A good coach can teach you how to ride this wave. A good coach can help you with long suffering. Some folks try to be self-taught. And this slows down your process. When folks say, I, I, can, I can read the Bible on my own. I can do this walk on my own. Why do I need to be in fellowship? You're slowing down your process. A surfer trainer, just like a pastor or a spiritual leader, will help you adjust your position. So what does that mean? That means that when you have somebody in the water with you, they are able to say, well, yo, 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 your stance is wrong. You need to rotate this. They're able to help you with your positioning. Hallelujah. Tell you when to start paddling. They'll say, uh-oh, there's a wave coming. Something in your life is about to happen. Y'all need, need to start paddling. You need to get in your word. You need to start running. You need to praise a little, little bit more. They'll be there to, to help you, to tell you which wave to take, to tell you which wave to take. Now, this way it might take you out. This one, you may just need to jump up and not try to ride that way. You may need to let that way pass you by, sis. That way ain't worth your time, sister. Bro. That, let that one just go by. I'll tell you which one that you really need to, that you really need to um, ride. And your pastor or your coach will encourage you as you go through the process. And this can save you hours. And as we relate this to your life, this can save you years Amen. of you going through stuff or mishaps or missteps. Because we're going to go through some stuff. But this will help you be able to better maneuver. Another advantage of having someone in the water with you as you learn to surf or go through life is that they can give you a push. Y'all ain't ready. I'm, I'm giving y'all steps now. They are able to give you a push when you need it. As my, as my daughter would say, get, get a gentle push. Sometimes it's a gentle push, and sometimes it's, it's I'm, I'm going to throw you up out. I'm going to put, that's me. I'm just going to push you in there. 
and let you go, go and help you get through this thing. So when a wave come your way, having a surf instructor or your pastor gives you a boost. And, when, and I need y'all to realize when I'm saying your pastor or spiritual leader, this is someone in the word that, that God is using. Don't don't let don't get out of pocket and thinking and have me thinking that the pastor know I'm saying someone that is connected to God, because in the beginning, I said that all wisdom comes from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you need your pastor to give you a boost and, and can help you generate enough speed so that when that wave is coming, that, it, that it'll help you drive down the beach, meaning it'll help you smoothly get to where you're trying to go. That, that when you're up here riding this wave and you see all this stuff and you see the land and you look behind, you see all this water and all this stuff that may be going on. But the, the riding of the wave part is, is saying, God, even though I'm going through this stuff, I am going to rise above it and trust you as you teach me how to ride this wave. But that's, that's all it is in life is trusting in God to do it for you so that when these waves of life come, it ain't taking you out. You're able to rise up above it. You need someone qualified to do life with you. Y'all stop. You can't have the blind leading the blind. What are you going to learn from that? What are you going to learn from Getting advice from two single people and you trying to be married. That's the blind leading the blind. Who, who, what, they, what are they going to tell you? Hallelujah. Get with someone who's qualified. If I've been married for almost 20 years and you coming for some advice, but then you say, no, nah, that ain't it. Then what it is, we got a happy marriage. Then you the one struggling. Like, what do you want from us? Get, get some advice from someone. Get, get help. From someone who is qualified. If you are struggling, ask yourself, who is in the water with you? I need y'all to think about right now when you are going through something. Think about who is in the corner. Who is, who is in that water with you? Who is helping you rise above? Who is telling you, sis, you know, that ain't the right way to ride? Who is telling you something is about to happen? Who was telling you, discerning like, this ain't right, or, or, or you need to stay on land right now. Don't even get in the water. Who is there in the water with you? If, it's, if you say it's your pastor or your spiritual leader, then ask yourself, are you doing what he or she is instructing you to do? What has been your response? That is something that I am heavily, you know, thinking about, been on. That, that this response thing is because I'm watching and I'm paying attention to God's people and I'm looking at the response and I'm seeing how a certain response equals a certain action. But then and we end up back in that same spot again. So that means that some people's response wasn't right. So when you are being ministered to, God is saying that when I give you an answer, when I pour my word into you, when I say that you are free to serve me, what are you doing with that? Hallelujah. What is your response on today? At some point, you got to get tired of being hit by those waves. You got to be tired of not being able to catch your breath. 
For those that, you know, have asthma or bronchitis or any breathing issues, you got to be tired of always trying to get a breath in. God is saying, I am teaching you how to catch a breath. I am trying to breathe life into you so that it'll be easier for you to breathe when these waves come. Because they are going to come. And we have seen waves take people out. Lastly, and this is, this is the most important one, being consistent. Being consistent when you're out there training, when God is preparing you for life, when God is trying to teach you how to walk this journey out. He said being consistent is key. One of the most critical factors in surfing or anything is consistency. And I know that's a lot of things on people's lists. It's like, God, help me to consistently read. Help me to consistently come to Bible study. Help me to consistently come to church. So if you are lacking consistency, if you lack consistency and motivation, you will be slow at grasping the basic things of life or the basics of surfing, if I'm relating this to riding a wave. If you can't be consistent with showing up to practice, how are you going to get better at your Christian walk? I can't say that enough. If you're not consistent with showing up, God is saying, as, as Pastor preached last time, it's like God is, is setting the table for us. But if we constantly miss out on the feast, how are we going to be spiritually strong? You're not. You're going to drown. So this can slow down your learning process. And when I thought about the learning process, because I'm thinking about where we are in Bible study. And I said, you know, people that don't come, when you do come, you're going to be lost. Or even if you don't come and come to church, like you're not going to be connected and what is going on in the house. Hallelujah. So that is going to mess up your learning process, what God is trying to teach you. God is saying, I have and I am giving you the tools and techniques to ride the wave, but you won't show up for me. Coming to practice just on Sundays is not enough. Building your endurance takes more of you. Building your endurance takes more of you. It takes more communication with your, your sisters and brothers. It takes more. It takes coming to sit with your pastors. It takes coming to Bible study. It takes going out on a 3PD outing when we plan them because that is fellowship. It takes more than just showing up on a Sunday for you to be physically fit in the Lord. It takes you wanting to speak. It's say, God, I got a word on the inside that I need to get out. It takes you using your gifts that God placed in you. If God gave you a voice to sing, use it. If God gave you a gift of prayer, use it. What are you doing with the gifts that God gave you? God says, show up and help out so that you can have a stronger community, so that when these waves come, you are able to endure. So I know a lot of times this word is going forth. And, and y'all may say, oh, I've heard this, or I'm good in my word, and I'm... God is saying, okay. He gonna hit you with the okay. He hit you with the okay on today, because he knows. He knows what you are doing, what you are thinking, what you are actually saying with your actions. 
He knows. So please don't sit and sit out here and think this word ain't for me. Because in some areas, if you always late, that's a consistency thing. Hallelujah. God said you can be on time for that job because you're scared you're going to get rolled up or you're going to get docked or you don't like how it looks. But we'll walk into this building at 11.15 and think we'd be ready to serve. When the, when the man of the house already said, be here a little earlier so you can settle down. Hallelujah. I'm in the word, y'all. It's this consistency thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for those that are listening online, hallelujah, let me give a shout out to you. Hallelujah. Come in to the building on today and get a word from the Lord. Come in and connect with your sisters and brothers. Be convicted. Let the Lord step on your toes and say, ouch. And don't be sitting in that same seat next time. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to you on today. I'm trying to teach you how to ride this wave because so many people are hurting. So many people are going through. So many people are texting, saying what they need, what they need prayer for. But you won't show up for God. But you want the man and woman of God to get tired and to wear out their anointing and to pray. But you can't show up for yourself. Oh, y'all, come on, y'all, quiet on me. You won't show up for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Teach us how to ride this wave on today. Hallelujah. God is trying. He is trying so hard. Hallelujah. He is so patient with us. 1 John 1, 6-7, and I'm becoming coming in. Hallelujah. First John chapter one, verses six through seven. And it says. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. Hallelujah. You are lying. The word this, the word say we are lying to ourselves when we say that we have fellowship with God, when we say we know God. That God is my savior, but we continue to live in spiritual darkness. Y'all, I need y'all to understand the key part of that says spiritual darkness, meaning you have no strength to endure. Hallelujah. But you say, God, I'm in fellowship with you. You are lying to yourself. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from our sin. So if we are looking, if we are looking for the answer on today, we are wondering why, why we are going through some things. We have to look to the light. We have to tell the truth about ourselves. We have to say, God, I am spiritually weak. I have not been showing up for you. When you call a practice time, I miss it. Or I'm late. Hallelujah. God, help me. What does your fellowship with God look like on today? 
Can we be better? Can we do better? Can we go above and beyond? Hallelujah. To do what the coach is telling us to do. When the wave of life comes your way, are you riding it or are you crashing? I need y'all to think about it. When stuff starts happening in your life, instead of questioning God, are you asking him, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you saying specifically to me through this? Teach me, Lord, how to ride this wave so that when life starts lifing, I won't get overwhelmed. I won't feel like I'm drowning. I'm tired of being out of breath on today. I need you in the water with me. I need you to tell me which way to go, what to do, what to stay away from. Because God, when I realize when I am riding the wave, when I am up, I can see and understand your joy. Hallelujah. I can understand, meaning I can put an action behind it. I know that you are good. Now I can act it out in my behavior. Meaning that I understand you have a bigger picture for my life. So everything, the the family that you birthed me in, that you placed me in, the relationships that you put me in, God, teach me what I was supposed to get from that. Teach me how to break cycles so that I can train the next generation. So that I can be the wise person that is in the water with somebody, encouraging somebody, uplifting somebody, telling somebody my story. That yes, sister, yes, I went through this. Let me tell you how I learned how to swim or how I learned how to catch my breath, how I learned how to ride the wave. God taught me what it truly means to have joy in him. I thought I knew, but every time something happened, I was sad. I could not find my way out. I could not count it all joy. He has said over and over in this particular season that judgment is in the house. And just like I was telling someone else, that I need y'all to know that when God is saying something in your house, that it is for you. It does not pass you by. When he says judgment is in the house, he is talking to you. You are being judged by God on today. Will you pass your test or will you fail? Will you rise above or will you drown? Because he's speaking to our covenant covering on today. 3PD, he is saying judgment is in the house. What will your response be when trials come your way? Are you putting in the work? Because the waves will come big or small. But they are coming. And for some people, the waves are already here. Think about it. I need y'all to think about it. And then say, God, I don't want to fail. Even though I don't know how to swim, God, I am trusting on you to grab my hand and pull me up out of this water and teach me what to do 
so that I don't even have to worry about swimming because I trust that you got me. So that when life come my way, because I can't say that enough, y'all, because I done been through some stuff. I done seen some stuff. I have lived life, and I am living it now. And this walk ain't easy. It ain't easy. But the one thing I know to be true, that God is able to endure if we just allow him to. So I need y'all to be spiritually fit. I need y'all to have a balance. I need, I need y'all to trust in who you call as your leadership. I need you to trust in God. I need you to have consistency. Hallelujah. And then everything I just said, put it in repeat. So you constantly, I need you to constantly be spiritually fit. Hallelujah. Have a balance. Trust God. And after you trust him, be consistent. And then repeat it. If you keep doing that, God will continue to prune you. Your, rela- your relationships will be fresh. Your marriage will be new. You'll have 20 years going by. You'll feel like you just met this person. Hallelujah. You'll be able to, to be a new parent to your children. You'll be able to be a better sister. You'll be able to be better for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Teach us what to say in moments when we don't know what to say, Lord. Teach us how to how to how to listen when you are coaching us. I can't say that enough, Lord. Teach us how to shut up. Because if we overtalk the coach, how are we gonna learn something? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you on today. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all come on and get a Lord a hand clap of praise. Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.